previously on my best friend's journal. Date with Damien. I really like him. It was great. You postponed second date with Damien. The nice guy. I postponed it? Yeah. I liked him and I don't know what happened. Everyone's got dick pics out there floating around somewhere. Totally. If you're a millennial and and you've ever dated, you've fucking sexted. Gonna get some family drama, like double lives and prison sentences. We'll get a, the occasional celebrity cameo. From like events that you catered? <laughs> or restaurants where I was serving a celebrity. Had a jealous dream of Hannah, I was a janitor. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hi, Mike. Hi, Cam. Welcome to my best friend's journal. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to your podcast. My uh, podcast? Dude, did I just get like 51% of the company? Yeah, I, I feel like you you own at least 51% of this podcast. You put in a lot more sweat equity than I do. <laughs> Sweatquity. Sweatquity, yes. Uh, welcome to the podcast that is my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. Yeah, we know. You did, just told did us. Did I say that already? Yeah. <laughs> just wants to make sure we know. I'm Cam. I'm still Cam. Um, how you been, Mikey? I've been good. I had a great week. I was thrilled to have uh, time off with the adopted fam for Thanksgiving. Won't go too hard into what? Adapted? Adopted. Oh, adopted fam. Adopted. Yes, 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 yes. Um, don't need to harp on that. Ate a lot of food. Did what you normally do on Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm... Did you watch football? I did not watch the football. <laughs> we did play a game of Celebrity Fishbowl. Oh, great. Ended in disaster. But oh, no. <laughs> Holiday board games or group activities can be a little dicey if you spend a whole day with the fam. Yeah, and we were just like really, really full. So everyone's just a little cranky for like the opposite of hanger. What's the opposite of hanger? The itis. Huh? The itis. They say if you're like over full, people, my friend from Schmashbarden's introduced that, uh, me to that. I got the itis if you just ate too much. The itis? I've yeah. never heard that before. Okay, so you had the itis. <laughs> had the itis, so I was a little too cranky to be playing a game. It's fine, though. Good, fun holiday, but I'm way more curious about yours because you went to jolly old Vegas, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> jolly old Vegas, mate. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. To be inside that head of yours. Um... Let's see. Yeah, Vegas was great. Um, it was a, a good old holiday. We did our all our traditions. I wore ridiculous uh, pajamas and you know watched the parade and all that stuff. But um, I had my gayest moment of the week, and it was completely unexpected. Oh, it's early in the episode, but I'm I'm always thrilled to hear your gayest moment. So hit me with it. Gay, 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 gay. Peter managed to score us uh, some tickies to see mariah carey's christmas spectacular at caesar's palace oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh-huh i understand the question uh, and, and we, <laughs> okay yeah tell uh, me more so it was 
one of those things where we're like, okay, we're not going to pay to see Mariah Carey because, you know, she's just kind of known as being a, kind of a wackadoo, doesn't really have her shit together anymore, um, didn't expect her to be able to put on a great show, so I wasn't going to shell out for those tickets, but they were free, and they were good tickets, like pretty up close, and we're like, sure, let's go do this. It's Anything the- free makes the experience way better. Totally, and it was, um, she has a regular Vegas residency where she does, like, Mariah Carey songs, uh, like, like her pop hits, but this is her Christmas show, and so we're like, what a great way to, you know, kick off the holiday season, see if full Christmas spectacular. Um, and so we went and that much was clear. (laughs) First and foremost, let me say it was much more fun than I expected it to be. Okay. That's good. Um, it was, I was pleasantly surprised in a lot of ways, uh, from the jump though, it is just so clear that she is as batshit as you would expect her to be just wacky, off a rocker, the things that she says to the audience, she's just so over the top. Wait, okay, so she has a reputation for being underprepared and um, and past her prime, but uh, a little cuckoo is not the reputation I knew of her. She does. She's had that reputation for a long time. There was like probably in the early two thousands, there was an episode of MTV Cribs where she was like she was in the bathtub <laughs> for the for the episode, and she like she was like down on the street in a nighty. Like that, she is she's known for being like a weird eccentric rich person. Okay. I think um, she's been famous for a long time and extreme fame. That's true. That and, messes with your head. Yeah, and it's just. Uh, she ain't one of the people. Well, you know what? If I will say for um for a celebrity who's been in the public eye for so long, I'd rather you just be a little off your rocker at a show than some of the other dark paths celebrities have taken. <laughs> that is fair. Um, so she started out singing and it was not great. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but what song did she start with? Don't remember. Um, not a good sign. Not good. <laughs> but she started out like doing the like very when she does this like light pop airy thing. You do an excellent Mariah Carey. It is, thank you. <laughs> it is not. It's not pretty. It's like that part of her voice isn't really there anymore. It's gone. But Peter leaned over to me halfway through this concert and he was like, "It's like she remembers seventy five percent of the time what breath support is because." She belts and it sounds amazing. A belt she, is easier she, to do when she, your voice is gone. She has this very strong, healthy sounding belt. And then also she has whistle tones hmm. that are, I mean, she will go for it. And you can tell it's not pre-recorded because sometimes there were a couple times where like it was really high and she just did one of these kind of like threw her hands down. <laughs> like I'm giving up on that one. I hear those Never mind. <laughs> but she she's got that. Like she she's got the really high and she's got mm. the strong chest voice. But it's when she tries to do this like poppy light voice thing, it sounds so weak and not good. That makes sense. It's a you know that's like a the passaggio, the middle part yes. of the voice is the hardest part, and it's the first one to go when things uh-huh. go awry. Um, so that would be the, like the belt is easier, uh-huh. but in, and, in the, the belt can go high too. Like she, she can bring her like strong voice, like pretty high. Mm-hmm. It's just when she tries to back off and do like gentle singing taint there. Um, so, but <laughs> I would say 75% of the show was really good and really entertaining. She, <laughs> the thing that made it the gayest moment of the week, except for the fact that Mariah Carey is innately pretty gay is that she has so many exuberant gay fans. <laughs> And this crowd can we was count like, you as one of them now. Um, you can call me an exuberant gay passerby, <laughs> <laughs> I concert attendee. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself a fan. But I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the show. I left there with a huge smile mm. on my face. But that crowd was like gay soup. It was. <laughs> so. I'm sorry. What is gay soup? Um, manastroni. <laughs> <laughs> I literally meant like, what did you mean by that? But since we're going down this road, let's do a couple more. 
Um, chicken toot hole. <laughs> You've got to get away from toot hole. Um, Italian gay wedding soup. <laughs> Why well, gotta be gay wedding? I'm just getting married, not gay married. Um, oh, definitely not clam chowder. <laughs> definitely not clam chowder. Uh, bolia gays. Bolia gays. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, cream of brock. <laughs> just cream of brock. <laughs> it was brock. Why uh, is he putting his cream everywhere? Okay, well, let's end it there. If you got some, uh, if you got uh, some good gay soup titles, oh, send send us a DM. Good lord. Um, yeah. So it was it was gay soup, and that just like <laughs> it was. I mean, it was you couldn't throw a feather boa without smacking a homo. It's hard um, to throw a feather boa. That's anyway. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not going far. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it was, we had some hilarious, like, super fans right in front of us. We were on, like, these couches, um, and the people that, you know, on the couch in front of us, they were this gay couple, and they had obviously been to the Christmas show many times before. They were huge Mariah Carey fans. At one point, there was a really bizarre moment in the show where she went off, obviously, for a costume change, and her kids came on, and oh. they were both on, like, hoverboards, and then they started rapping to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, it no. It was so weird. That was definitely the low point in the show. And I... Don't, no kids. I, you know, everyone sat down. Oh, but her kids are adults, right? No, no, no. They're, oh. like, 12. Oh, um, you're, make, you're forcing your... It's, like, the equivalent of in the office, like, someone showing their, like, kid pictures out of their wallet. Exactly. Like, you know? Yeah, she's like, oh, look at these adorable kids that only I care about while I spend 10 minutes off stage changing dress. And I was, like... Feels abusive too. I know. I was so get on stage, mommy needs a cigarette break. <laughs> <laughs> she mama rose dumb. Um and so she Judy Garland dumb, but we'll get there in a second. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, so she's off stage for a very long time. Her kids did a number, the band did a number, and everyone like sat down. It was a big lull in the show. And I go, Good God, how long does it take to change a dress? And at that moment, the gay in front of me turns slowly around. And gave me like side eye and Mariah Carey comes out at that moment and a huge dress that's fully lit up from within with these like five foot angel wings. And he goes, care to rephrase the question? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, no. I understand. <laughs> so, you know, in a weird uh, twist of fate, you were the exact person that you hated in Moulin Rouge. The man in front of you who was commenting on the action on stage. No, that man in front of me was a full homophobe. <laughs> Sounds like you were too. Let the lady change. Uh, you criticizing Mimi is homophobic. Everyone, everyone in the audience was over it. We're like, we just were subjected to your talentless children for 10 minutes. <laughs> you need to get back on stage and put on the damn show. But she did. And it was great. And she did a couple songs from um her pop days as like a little treat which was fun and then oh. she closed with all i want for christmas is you of course she did and it was fucking delightful oh and oh holy night was i know you love that song i do love Oh holy night transformative oh okay best i've ever heard her wow she fucking brought the house down people were going nuts it's her best whistle tone did she do it yeah oh yeah it's it okay. was gorgeous so all in all i was pleasantly surprised and it was just gayer than a clutch purse at Macy's. So a little less gay than Mike Pence once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Not quite as gay as Mike Pence. <laughs> um, I, you know I love to hate on talentless children. Um, <laughs> I do. It's part of your personality. It reminded me, I just saw the Judy Garland movie, which um, 
coincidentally is my gayest moment of the week because it was midday on a Saturday and I was hell bent on seeing this movie. It was the last day it was in theater. So I drove a half an hour out of the way to the one showtime this week that I could make. Um, and it was, it was definitely worth it, but it was Were you by yourself. I saw it alone. It's pretty gay. That's what makes it gay, right? Uh, well, I mean, the whole thing's pretty gay. Did you wear short shorts and a tube top? I just didn't wear clothes at all. Oh, pasties. <laughs> Weirdly off brand for Judy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Uh, she in that movie has her kids like go on and perform too. And it just uh, your Mimi story reminded me of that. I will say the um, I love Judy Garland and I saw the play on which this movie was based. And I will say the play uh it was one of the best plays I've ever seen. It was so spectacular. The movie didn't quite live up to it. Okay. I thought Renee Zellweger did a pretty good job. I liked her. I think you liked her a little more than I did. I, I liked her. I, I loved her. I thought she really transformed in this role. I did not love this movie. She felt a little um, Judy Garland at Legends, if you will. Like a little draggy. Yeah, it was a little bit of like a caricature at some moments. Uh-huh. Um, others were great. I thought it was just like just slightly missed the mark. Still worth seeing, and I'm glad I did. But I, I wouldn't suggest it until it's you know available on Netflix. For Renee's performance alone, I would definitely suggest it because I think she's going to be award nominated, and I think yeah, everyone, okay. If you if you have the opportunity to see that performance before award season, I think it's worthwhile. I like Renee Zellweger. I, it's worth supporting. I don't think just set your expectations low, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. I think. Yeah, that's fair enough. One of my favorite old Hollywood stories is about. Um, I think. It was Carrie Fisher that told the story um, back in the day when there were all these like kind of song and dance people in Hollywood. Um, so the Judy Garland and the Judy. So and Judy the... Garland and uh, specifically Judy Garland and um, Debbie Reynolds and Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. It was kind of an era where everyone was a star of stage and screen. Gotcha. You know the A-listers yep. were, and so they would have these parties where they would all get together. And, uh, like, you know, probably 50s and 60s, all these crazy, crazy famous people in Hollywood, they would get together and they would kind of parade their children up and make them get up on stage and perform at these parties. So, like, Carrie Fisher had to get up. Liza Minnelli had to get up. They would they'd go up and, you know, do a little song and dance. And then their parents would immediately get up and follow them and completely upstage them. <laughs> like it was like the, Good try, kid. Let me show you how it's done. The biggest movie stars of the day. Like Liza Minnelli gets up there as a 12-year-old and sings whatever, and then Judy Garland gets up and commands the room as only Judy Garland can. <laughs> Cute kid. <laughs> like what? Pulls her off with a cane. <laughs> Awful, mean thing they would do. That's uh, insane, but it makes a lot of sense. Considering the personalities? Yeah, it yeah. sure does. Anyway, so you saw Judy. Uh, Anything else you've been consuming that you want to recommend or that you have been really into these days? Nothing particularly gay, but if anyone's curious, I just started Succession, which you've recommended before on HBO. Only one episode in. Hooked. Really, really good. Glad Uh, you're into it. Although I was a little behind the times, but... I mean, yeah, I'm a little. I'm a lot behind. I'm still working on Euphoria. Um, It... uh, I saw the last five minutes of... I guess season two finale Uh with you. I was doing something else and happened to catch it, which happens to me a lot. I've seen the pivotal moments or heard about the pivotal moments in big things often before I get a chance to um, absorb them myself. You're like a serial victim of spoilers. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, For example, I knew spoiler alert, everyone. I knew Dumbledore got killed by Snape before that happened in book six. That is a, heartbreaking thing to yep. not be able to experience in the book yeah i'm aware i knew uh sirius got killed by bellatrix before that happened i knew who were you hanging out with that was just telling you all these stories about jen 
<laughs> she a listener? I don't think she is, but we're going to have to believe that last name. She specifically told me about uh, Snape and Dumbledore, and I literally, I think I threw her lunch across the room. Has she <laughs> ever apologized for these hateful, heinous acts? Um, no, she thought it was hysterical. <laughs> oh my God. I think I overheard Dumbledore, and I was like, stop it, I haven't read it. And she was like, it's not like I told you who did it. Snape. <gasps> <laughs> oh, that is just to the max yeah it was also i saw a like main villain in breaking bad die and how he dies before i began the series it was but the first thing I then saw. you chose to go start it yeah so the point of this is that all four of those examples still each work was well worth the consumption they were all very very good despite knowing the ending yeah oh the harry potter one so you've invested so much time and love in those books and that's a that's a punch in the gut. Yeah. I, I feel really feel for like 15 year old you or however old you are. It's a relief though in Harry Potter that you get to, you know, you get serious and Dumbledore again as ghosts or as visions or as whatever. So at least like not all is spoiled in a magical world. Cause you never know what could happen. Sure. Um, that's a really nice way of thinking about that. Yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little how I felt with uh, the politician river the super super hot guy dies episode one uh-huh and i was really pissed because they have a super hot gay kiss and i was like so that's all we're getting of that so annoyed <laughs> um because i thought it was gonna be a thing but then they you know keep him as a main character throughout uh-huh. the series just not they're not fucking which is too bad but i would lay that guy down and slow bone him he is so fucking hot so hot <laughs> and like the kiss was <gasps> um also that show i don't think we've ever talked about it but they do a beautiful job of Ben Platt is never, his character is never, like, comes out as gay. He dates a man and a woman, never brings it up. It's very Gen Z. Very Gen Z. I love it. I think yeah, they, that I love show. Yeah, too. That's what was not a complaint, although it sounded kind of flippant. Once they, once you get into the reality of that world, it takes a minute to be like, oh, okay, this, this is the kind of, um, this is the kind of genre we're going for. But once you just accept that and get mm-hmm. in, I love it. Yes, it's that's absurdist. like, very brightly colored, absurdist world of Ryan Murphy. Yeah. He does that so well. Well, that's a lot of recommendations for content. Anything else going on in your life? That I've spoiled. <laughs> Here's the ending of everything I enjoy. <laughs> it's fine. All of those things are outdated except the for succession. Victim becomes the perpetrator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else is going on in my life? Um, nothing terribly fun. I'm getting some dental work done, which I've mentioned before. Fantastic. How are, is that still going on? Lord only knows, but you know what? At this rate, I'm just like, let's have them all removed and just put implants in. Am I too young for that? Um, I don't know. You already have a beautiful smile, so it'd be yeah, kind of a shame to you. waste those nice teeth, <laughs> those big old chompers of yours. But that begs an interesting question. How do you feel about plastic surgery in general? Like, would you? Super pro plastic surgery. Okay. I um haven't. Uh, I don't know. If Super I... pro makes it sound like you're like a huge proponent. Don't do it, everyone. Don't do it. I don't care what you. Just pick something. Get it done, like a tattoo. Um, <laughs> choose from a book in a doctor's <laughs> office. Can you imagine? Oh, you know what? I think I want my hips widened. Uh, I'm sure that has been done. Surely, once people get super into it. Uh-huh. Um, I have uh, never done it. I am absolutely not opposed to doing it on myself. I'd say I will probably try and avoid any facial stuff. Um, Botox seems pretty viable. That's probably the most I would do on my face because uh-huh. um, I don't want to like change the way I look. Um, but I do think. If you have the means and you're excited about whatever it is you're going to do, I'm like 100% for it. It's a great option if you if it's going to make your life filled with more joy. Great. Yeah, totally appreciate that. How do you feel? I mean, same. I don't have any strong opinions on what anyone else does with their body. Like, you know, God, God bless. Go for it. I absolutely 
feel like I will get an eye job someday. I feel like a lot of people in my family get like, that's what, that's where they look oldest mm. in their eyes. And, and a lot so, of people um, in general. Yeah. And so that is the thing that I would probably be, you know, I would be most likely to do, mm. um, living in LA. I mean, literally 90% of the people I know have had some sort of like Botox or Juvederm or something, not really into fillers for myself. Cause I don't want to keep up with it, but yeah. like a, a light Botox to relax the wrinkles. God bless. That Botox sounds awesome. Is, it's seeming more and more common. I now personally know a bunch of people who have gotten Botox and it's really no big thing. Um, it's unfortunate when someone goes so far with surgery that it just like, it's all you can notice. But yes. if that is what is making them happy, then whatever, like you look at a Dolly Parton, she's got surgery up the yin yang and she loves it. And great. <laughs> surgery of the yin yang <laughs> but probably probably literally that is like so- vaginal rejuvenation <laughs> how dare you invoke dolly parton's poo nanny well no. we're gonna we're talking plastic surgery <laughs> like white elephant white elephant <laughs> elephant the room christmas dolly i'm very confused <laughs> the white elephant in the room is dolly parton's vagina <laughs> what <laughs> is that the episode title it's long but <laughs> cumbersome but evocative oh god shall we get into the journal on that beautiful high note Oh, yes, here we are. February 9th, 2014. You're living in Philadelphia, seeing every goddamn show that's ever been produced. Showed. Um, all right. So on February 9th, you hung around all day. Breaking Bad. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Even though spoilies had happened. I love when our introductions are related to the journal. I know. It's completely coincidental always. <laughs> um, okay. You had a date at a coffee place with Jarrett Anderson. Jarrett. Was really great, though at first I didn't think I'd be into it. Oh. <gasps> Wait. I think when, when I was really excited about Damien, maybe I meant Jarrett. Remember? You would have... I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember because I you also gave Damien's last name in the journal so I feel like these are I? different people yeah no they are definitely different people but I I think maybe I wasn't as excited if I didn't we like didn't end up going on a second date with oh, Damien and I was confused oh, oh, like oh, oh, why oh. I think maybe the person that I'm remembering that emotional connection with is this guy okay well maybe he'll come up more than just this once that would be a nice change of pace um want a spoiler yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I won't give it. Go ahead. (laughs) Great. Um, Let's see here. What do we do? Hold on. Oh, coffee. You had a coffee date with Jarrett, which was really great, even though at first you didn't think it'd be. And then date with Mike at Tria later. I'm a whore. Two dates in one day. But I bet you remained chaste. Um, I don't think we can call you a whore because I'm pretty sure you kept it in your pants. You would have absolutely said something had you gotten it wet. (sighs) Did you just avoid saying gotten your dick wet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pretty much said it without the word dick, so it wasn't a great... I know it's a least favorite phrase of people, so sometimes I have to, you know, just poke the bear. Um, Yeah, so clearly not two people one day, huh? Two hmm. people one day. That's weird. Two Ds, one B. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> um, Oh, well, the date with Mike wasn't great. Boring, period. And then you went to pizza with Zach and Rachel. Really so, keeping my social life alive. It was a V-social day. Zach and Rachel were dating at this point. Now they're married with a cute little baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. Give me that baby. I don't think I can do that. Can we borrow it? You can't take babies. Can't. We can borrow them occasionally for podcast content. That's true. The baby's in Philadelphia, so see if we can get her mailed over here. Yeah, yeah. ship that baby for a photo shoot, please. Um, let's see here. On the 10th, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. This is the saddest sentence I've re- ever read. Oh, God. Highlight, highlight of day was photocopying sheet music. <laughs> Yikes. Guess that was a sad day. <laughs> Even your handwriting is sad on this day. Talked to Hallie and worked on audition material. Mike is texting me too much. Olympics. So Olympics. It must have been during the Winter Olympics of 2014. That's the Mike we talked about last episode where I talked about watching a lot of Drag Race with him, but that was it. So oh, I guess I yeah, went okay. on an official date, apparently. Um, and he started annoying you immediately. Oh, yikes. I, yeah, I need you to, to like, hmm, hate to say this, but like play a little bit of the game. Not a game. I don't love that, but I just need to wonder a little bit. If sure. I know right away that you are very, very into it. I am less likely to be as into it. Yeah, we have very much established that you like the chase. So if someone's going to be a little too over the top, like, I love you, you're going to be like, no, 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 no. can't, can't with yeah. this. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I'm insufferable. I like the chase unless I'm in a chase, in which case I'm like, when will this end? <laughs> really painting, painting quite a picture of yourself. I know, I'm lovely. I'm very fun. Um, okay, it, on the next day, you had a quick audition at 11th hour for Altar Boys, mm. ran into... We'll call him Stan because you say he was awkward. <laughs> um, yeah, Stan was probably awkward because we have a a long, mild history. <laughs> Weird thing to say. Uh huh. We hooked up once, and then we were Snapchat friends for a long. T- we still are Snapchat friends. I still send this guy pics, and he sends me. It's uh, nice to have a Snap buddy that is um, mutually. We're talking to Spank Bank stuff. Yeah. Um, there is. Sometimes it's harder to send a picture than to receive one. Sure, yeah. Especially when you're a little bit of an exhibitionist, as you are. Right. But um, that's thoroughly unacceptable to people that don't want to have one. So you need people that you have... Sure. An established, an established dick yes. pic relationship with. Like you send okay. me one when you want, and I'll send you one when I want. Yeah. It's all good. Okay, great. Um, so that's this relationship I have with this guy, okay. um, who's a nice guy, and he's a, in the community there. But I, I can imagine why it'd be awkward to just run into him IRL. You know? When you've been sending dick pics back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, was it recent that you had hooked up? Uh, pre, pre-cruise. pre Pre-cruise. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, last minute audition for a guy named Larry. Um, it was a... Well, let's see here. Oh, wow. The audition must have gone well because you said he canceled his NYC auditions because I'm perfect. <laughs> Pending someone else's approval. He's like the anti-L from... Oh my god, a different L. Remember L that uh, made me cry on the cruise ship? Yeah. He's the opposite. He's like, you're the best thing we've ever seen. <laughs> he literally canceled auditions after he saw you? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I yeah, mean... Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> but it's not uh, as exciting as it seems because this show, if you knew what it was, you'd be less impressed with him having canceled the New York auditions. Okay. Well, still, that's a beautiful audition. Um... The next day, you saw Anne Frank at Media, which is the old theater that you used to work at. Um, decent show, surprisingly. <laughs> because this is where Dr. Doolittle happened. So my my standard is Dr. Doolittle. Okay. So oh, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The people who did Dr. Doolittle <laughs> took on Anne Frank. I'm like, that's dangerous territory. Uh-huh. And yep. it was shockingly good. We do know the quality of their yeah. children actors. Um, yeah, it was great, though. You left early for Albany because of a pending storm. Oh, Jarrett texted me. Smiley face. Jarrett. Okay, I'm convinced. So I said Damien earlier on was the guy I was into. I lied. I don't know who Damien is. I'm picturing the wrong person. Okay. When I was picturing Damien, what I really meant was Jarrett. Okay, sure. So Damien, wherever you are, sorry you've been deleted. <laughs> uh, did you ever touch it? 
Jared Snow. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. Do you want to know that now? Did I just ruin? Now nobody cares. We're not invested in Jared. Well, I I can't possibly allow myself to get invested if it's not going to happen. So I must know. Um, you What does this mean? Submitted for appointment at Spirit of Broadway for Tuesday. Show oh. starts Wednesday. Got it. Um, oh, what is that? That's going to be a, a six-week chapter of this journal you just struck. <laughs> this one is going to be in Connecticut, and it is one of the most absurd things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. And uh, there is some sex. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. My hymen's grown back just reading all this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't explain to you again how virginity works. <laughs> February 13th, slept in, ate lots of crap, home in Albany. Sounds like I'm at home. Yep, sounds like it. Got a callback for Alter Boys. At the oh, I did get a callback. That's good. <laughs> at the same time as um, Spirit of Broadway in Connecticut. Everything happens at once! Exclamation point. Wish it would happen now. God, I was doing a lot better back then. <laughs> you know, These were shitty shows that I wasn't making a lot of money. Well, you were still working. I mean, you're working now. <laughs> I'm a working girl. <laughs> My standards have changed. Yes. Um, saw some bands with your dad and then ran into a friend from high school, I guess? Yeah. Uh, my dad and I used to do that sometimes there's this like um run into friends from high school yeah my dad and i used to just troll my high school <laughs> friends egg their houses uh-huh. uh no we'd go do these kind of things he's he was really was he's alive uh, <laughs> i was gonna say alive and well but i don't know that part um too dark <laughs> no <laughs> truthful he's alive maybe he's well maybe he's not who knows um but this is that kind of phase where we were friends before the shit hit the fan and after I was a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, yeah. There was a few years of like just hanging. Yeah. Which um, is pretty cool. It was cool. We saw some good shows and he was, uh, he had a very different relationship with my brother, sister and I, we all had like the things we did with him and like, I never went to a football game with him. Like my brother and sister did all the time, but we would go see like concerts of little bands. That's a really good dad move, honestly, like yeah. to find the thing that you can bond with your kid about and do that instead of forcing your, your interests on your kids. Yeah. So many dads are like, this is the thing I like to do. Come do this with me. Even though their kids have no interest in it. He's very good at that. He, uh, my mom took me to rent it was my first Broadway play and he loved it. Oh my God. That's he amazing. then saw wicked and hated wicked, but <laughs> at least he went, <laughs> at least he went. Love that he loved rent. Um, Makes sense. My dad, when the movie for Rent came out, uh, I was going with all my like gay high school, you know, theater friends. I was so excited about it. I was listening to Rent constantly, and my dad was just like, "I just don't understand the concept of the show. Like, who who do these people think they are? They don't have to pay rent." He's not wrong. <laughs> This often comes up with rent. I'm like, I get it. That's a fair <laughs> argument. They are kind of being assholes. Uh-huh. They are kind of being, they're being squatters and, and we're allowed to have problems with that. But it was, it's just pretty funny. Cause you know, like it's a dad thing. The, yeah. It's a dad thing. Like a high schooler that loves this like very bohemian, <laughs> you know, like art colony of people that are doing like, just trying to find themselves. And he's he, like this 50 year old. That's like, <laughs> who also, the fuck do they think they he are? refuses to suspend his disbelief. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, the villain in that show is the guy who generously was like, Hey, I have this brand new luxury situation happening. You can stay in for free. I want you to stay here and be healthy and fun. And they're like, fuck you. He's like, okay, cool. I tried. <laughs> no, poor Tay Diggs. Um, <laughs> he's doing fine. <laughs> he actually never says, I want you to be healthy. I, I added that. <laughs> I'll put you to be healthy. Yeah. Benny's a Medicare for all proponent. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Sanders. <laughs> Take and play Bernie in the in the musical version that's gonna come eventually by Lin Manuel Miranda. Say, Dick, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. 
<laughs> when it comes in 40 years and Tay Diggs is a decrepit old man. Uh, sorry to all the Bernie bros. Uh, February 14th. You... Valentine's Day. What did I do? Well, you printed more music. You spent a lot of time journaling about printing things. Dad drove you back to Philly. February 16th. Another date with Jarrett. Wait, real quick. I didn't have any Valentine's Day plans. No. Two days ago, you were just printing things. Oh, so sad. Oh, Valentine's Day is so lame. It is. I agree. No one cares. Um, Although I reserve the right to to take that back when I finally have a boyfriend that I care about because I want to enjoy the 30 years I missed of Valentine's Day. You're going to be insufferable, aren't you? Yeah. I've never enjoyed Valentine's Day. It just seems like a cheesy elementary school holiday, you know? It is. like stupid cards and bad candy. Do you guys do anything? You and Peter? No. Never Nothing once off. No. Do you even mention it? Uh, it might come up. Like you don't get flowers or go to dinner? No. Good for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> it's... We're... Honestly, we don't do a ton of like celebrating. We don't do a lot of. Um... So you're a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> we recently converted to Jehovah's Witnessism, and we witnessism. That's tough. We don't do a ton of celebrating. Uh, no, it's not so much religious as, um, you know, Peter. He's a very much like grab every day by the horns kind of guy. Um, and so insert joke there. <laughs> What are the horns? Um, <laughs> you know what the horns are. Move on. <laughs> um, and so it's, you know, we acknowledge birthdays and Christmas and anniversaries and stuff, but we don't always like exchange gifts and, and things. It is your birthday. It is Christmas. <laughs> uh, we just don't do a ton of like celebrating and like exchanging gifts. It's just not like who we That's are as brilliant. a couple. I love that. Spend your money and time on adventures and excitement. Yeah. I hate, I hate. Crap for the sake of adhering to a holiday. I am much more likely to plan a trip around an anniversary than I am to get him a, a, like a gift on that. Does that make sense? So much sense. And yeah. it is, uh, I think, a good way to be. Yeah. And we both love to travel. So it's a good way to, you know, a good excuse for planning a little adventure together. Um. So anyway, on February 16th, you had another date with Jarrett. Coffee and Cookie Confidential. Yes, Jarrett. No, I'm confirmed. Okay. Cookie, cookie Confidential. <laughs> Sorry, Dame, Damon. Damon. You, you can't apologize to him again. I just <laughs> feel bad. the 14th time. He means nothing to me and he needs to know. <laughs> he that means I... nothing to me and he needs to know. Does he? That seems hurtful. Jarrett. Where, Jarrett Anderson? Is that his name? No. It is Anderson. No, it wasn't Anderson. Yeah, it's Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't Anderson, <laughs> except for this part here. Uh, it is a shockingly common name, actually. I just tried to look it up because I couldn't remember what he looked like. And uh, there's about 8 million. Cam grabbed my phone and friended one of them. So that could be him. We'll find out. <laughs> or followed, I guess. That's how that works on Insta. You could have another dick pic friend. Just what I need. <laughs> <laughs> so many dick pics, so few dicks. The Michael Lessel story. <laughs> Definitely my autobiography title. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. February 18th. Alter Boys callback. Went well, but hoping I don't get it. <laughs> you can't be pleased. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Went well, but hoping I don't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that makes sense because I want to be in good graces with the company. So I want them to like me, but just not be able to cast me so I can. So I don't have to make a decision. Yeah. Okay, well, you're agonizing over negotiations for more money from this other theater company. You talked to Gina? 
<laughs> surely it's Gina. Surely it's Gina. But it looks like there's like a lot going on with this name. What does that say? Ginger? Oh, vagina. <laughs> Ginger's my college roommate. I can't believe he hasn't, he hasn't come up yet. Oh, hey, Ginger. I've never heard that name in my life. Oh, my God. Well, now you have. Ginger, he's... Uh, Ginger Minge? Ginger Minge. We have not kept in good touch. Sorry, Ginger. I wonder if you're listening. Perhaps not. Um, but perhaps. A briefs in real life. <laughs> but he was just great. Just uh, He was my random roommate freshman year, and then it worked out, and we, did, we were roommates again sophomore year. He also happened to be gay and a non-theater gay. It was just lovely. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you that my freshman year, we had all these... There were like a bunch of gays on the floor randomly on our floor. A bunch of gays on the floor. <laughs> just stepping over them. But... It's, it's not what I meant. I just heard how it sounded when I said it. Um, no, on my floor of my dorm, uh, one of them happened to be like a, a friend from a neighboring show choir. LOL. If I didn't know. know they were gay. <laughs> well, we, he was a like big uh queen he was a big queen he was in the musical theater program at our school and we had a lot of friends in common and so we would um we both were just ready like to come screaming out of the closet you know Mm -hmm. like we it was the first time we were away from home and didn't have to pretend or keep up with anyone's expectations and so we just were i mean i I boomeranged so far like i was just as gay as possible like a screaming queen uh for like the whole first semester of college and this guy that lived down the hallway uh specifically my friend mike we would get ready together to go to parties and, you know, we had like a big communal bathroom and we would like be in shower stalls next to each other, just like belting show tunes. <laughs> oh, the rest of the hall must have loved I you. I cannot imagine. It was in the honors dorms too. So it was a bunch of like fucking nerds. I cannot imagine how many of these like small town Indiana boys that show up at college for the first time and just these two loud mouth show tune screaming queens living on their floor they must have hated us so much then that's not really my personality i'm not like that no, guy not at all. i think but, about that all the time just like the behavior i exhibited when i was younger i would hate to see on someone else now but yeah. there's a time and place in your life can you imagine being an ra being just a, just a few years older than these college freshmen that are away from home for the first time for their life and then especially the ones that have something to get away from that just want to come screaming out of whatever home life you know they had mm-hmm. and just act out uh it is <laughs> literally so act out in your case you were playing mark he was playing mimi because <laughs> we're doing rent mark and mimi roger mark and mimi who never interact a lot of rent in this episode um yeah it just it was not cute it, it's not a good color on anyone it would not have been you know what it might have been cute then it's not cute now as a 30 something to go witness but like i don't know the other queens in the hallway might not have been mad my very straight roommate who was a high school friend who was just a sweet sweet straight man he put up with the fact that i fell asleep to golden girls every single night <laughs> um he he became a fan one time i walked into my room probably second semester and i found him watching golden girls i was like <gasps> <laughs> He's like, what? I needed to know what happened. <laughs> I love that. It's this guy, he later told me, he was like, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people on the floor that had a lot to say about that. Oh. I'm like, I'm sure there were, but he was, he would. You guys did this frequently or it was a one-time thing? Oh, it was probably every Friday night Oof. before we'd go out and get belligerently drunk. We would like run up and down the hallways, you know, to each other's rooms and get ready in the showers together and just be loud Ooh, and obnoxious. Sexy. It was not that. Um, This leads me to ask. I have memories of my college dorm bathroom being absolutely filthy by Sunday night. I think we had someone, we had like custodian services. Um, 
<laughs> There's a joke there, and we'll get to that in one second. <laughs> we had custodian services um, uh, come on the weekdays, and they were off for Saturday and Sunday. So by Sunday, after everyone had been partying and puking and whatever in uh-huh. there, the bathrooms were foul in just a couple days. Is that universal, or is that just mine? Um, they may have been off on the weekends, now that I, I think about that. Um, I'm pretty sure they cleaned it every day during the week. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, probably at the weekends it was bad. I, You know, I remember... Um, as gay kids in college in the early 2000s, I, we were able to get away with a lot. Like, uh, like we would end up on girls' floors. You know, we would get mm-hmm. s- sneaked into girls' floors um, where, where we weren't supposed to be. But because we were, like, the gay friends, it was fine. And um, I shout out in the girls' bathroom a lot. And there were a few times. <laughs> nice, there were a few times I remember, like, we like you could be in a girls' room. But if it was an all-girls' dorm, you could not be in their bathroom. But they'd be like, I, I need to pee. I'm not going to leave the building. So they would just, like, sneak me in or whatever. I remember very specifically thinking... College girls are so much grosser than college boys because mm. our the boys dorm was so I mean it wasn't squeaky clean you know it's a bunch of boys around but girls with all their products and like makeup and everything just like and hair everywhere I remember mm, being hair fully sure. disgusted by how college girls lived it really really rocked my world and honestly every girl roommate I've had their bathroom has been so much dirtier than mine that has anecdotally been true for me as well. I obviously hesitate to say that girls are dirtier in college, but <laughs> no, no, not how they live. Definitely not their rooms and stuff, but bathrooms. When you have 50 college girls using a huge communal bathroom, it is covered in every substance you Ew. could possibly stop there. <laughs> imagine. I will say I have a new appreciation for the hair situation. My hair is getting pretty long and it is everywhere. Ugh. It is like little pieces of hair fly up when I blow dry it and they're stuck like high on my walls in the bathroom where I can never reach. (laughs) It's in every crevice. Like I keep finding them everywhere. What has not happened yet, which I'm looking forward to is, um, when a hair slides down your back and lands in your ass crack and you have to like kind of pick that out. I hear it's a thing, but I haven't experienced it yet. I like that you're looking forward to it. It was a little facetious. (laughs) So between the hair on your head and your massive bush, everything is going to be covered in coarse black hair. I'm going to need to hire a custodian for my own bathroom. (laughs) So, so the listeners might remember that last episode you had a dream i had a jealousy dream a where jealousy i was dream. a where i was a janitor is what i wrote in the journal and then this week as as if they as if the universe is listening to the podcast amazon is i got a bunch of emails i'm on a bunch of job lists for random things and uh, i got a bunch for substitute custodial work <laughs> And uh, I got to tell you, I wasn't thrilled about it. <laughs> not even, not even full time. Nope. Benefits custodial work. A substitute custodian. Whew. I'm. <laughs> I I do not mean to disparage anyone's profession, but the, literally that is a profession that is like offered to ex cons as they get out of out of yeah, prison. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a tight line to walk because I. First of all, I love to clean, and uh, there ain't nothing wrong with putting in hard work and making your money from it. Um, however, another service industry job that is a hundred percent outside anything I want to do, it's just insulting. <laughs> uh, more thankless than your current work. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Um, well, how did we even get here? We started talking about college roommates. Oh, you Ginger. talked, you talked hey, to Ginger. Ginger <laughs> Minch. Okay. Um, that very same day you accepted the Burt Backrack musical and you're very excited. This is the musical that, that really sweet man, Larry was directing and had written, um, it was fun to sing and do and to feel appreciated, but it was just a challenging experience. And we'll get there when we get there. Great. So we have a challenging experience coming up and the most bizarre show you've ever done coming up. So mm-hmm. can't wait. 
<laughs> oh, speaking of, on February 19th, got an off- <laughs> got an offer for Zombies from the Beyond at Spirit <laughs> of Broadway. That's the one. <laughs> Read that title again. Zombies from the Beyond. It was a. It's a serious musical. I mean, it's not serious. <laughs> so it is. Um, it's a musical inspired by those uh, B movies from the fifties. You know, like the the spoofy, like the yeah. blob, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Uh, it's a it's a musical in that style. It's actually a pretty. It was an off Broadway thing. It's pretty funny. It can be done well, and um, I was pretty happy with it. Generally, it just comes with a lot of. A lot of weirdness that we will get to as well. <laughs> okay, so two days in a row you accepted two different shows. And then I'll get the next one in like a week. Wow, okay. So, okay, this says, Got an offer for Zombies from the Beyond at Spirit of Broadway in Connecticut. Starts tomorrow. Packed and ready to go. That's nuts. Also, About to leave Philadelphia? This is yeah. crazy. Packed I, and ready to go. Got the raise I asked for at the other theater. So excited. Oh! Bought new pillow and cover and de-bedbugged. Jesus, you had trouble sleeping tonight, too. Because there's bugs crawling all over me. And I'm not writing it down because I'm sc- it's so taboo. Oh. It's taboo. <laughs> it's so taboo. <laughs> she mm. did write it down in black and white on the page. It there. D-bed bugged. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so kind I of... love that you just like, I'm moving out. <laughs> At least I de-bed bugged before I left. Uh-huh, yeah. I didn't like sublet it to someone with bed bugs. So was this a situation, I don't know how far apart Connecticut and Philly are, were you going to be gone for weeks to go do the show? Yeah, or? too far apart. I never oh. came back to Philly um, in that time period. Okay. 20th of February, uh, train to Connecticut, Brett picked me up. Great. Um, very easygoing guy. Who's Brett? He is the producer and director of this show and this theater. Okay. Um, bought me and this person dinner. Can I say her name? Uh, no, let's call her, uh, she'll be a cat lady. Oh, can't wait. Great. Bought me in cat lady dinner. Uh, rehearsal, sped through score. It's very challenging, but show should be great. I love that you're saying Zombies from the Beyond is going to be a great show. <laughs> well, yeah, it is, uh, feels a little ridiculous, but it's kind of like I was saying with the politician earlier. If you can just accept that genre and dive in. Yeah. Um, and have good quality performers, it actually can be pretty fun. Yeah. Um... Worked on music, rehearsal, worked on more music until 1 a.m. Good Lord. Trying to secure sublet, as we were just talking about. Need to mail the contract for your other show. Tough zombie score, a little overwhelmed. Sounds like there's a lot going on. Yeah, and then I started learning the second show during this. So it was just, yeah, I had a lot of um, material to learn very quickly. Um, This next entry mentions Mary. Do you know who she is? And should we, can we use her name? Uh, She's a character in the show. Oh, okay, cool. She's my... We were like the romantic leads. Okay, gotcha. Um, all right, so on the 22nd, it's a blocking rehearsal. It's a lot real quick. Got Mary. We'll see how she is. She won good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a character? The character's name is Mary, so we can just continue to call her Mary. Okay. Um, she was, uh, she had a flutter is what we call it. Um, By flutter, do you mean like a flutter vibrato? Uh, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I call that a machine gun. Or a goat. Or <laughs> but you know what? Some people have the goat brado, and I like it. Uh-huh. Julia Murney has the goat brado. Ralph Barza has a goat brado, and they're good goat brados. Goat brado. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were stumbling over your words. You're, you meant no, to say that. Okay. I meant to say goat brado. A goat brado. There okay. are some singers that the goat brado works, but mm-hmm. she was not one of them. Okay. Yikes. Um, you practice music for an hour or so. So sick of Zambina Naraba now. Oh. 
<laughs> what is that? That's the lyrics. Oh. <laughs> um, Excellent. Zambina Neruba something. Uh, it was, it's a weird fucking show, dude. <laughs> okay. I don't think I want to know any more about it. <laughs> uh, next day you're in rehearsal. Uh, you were roughly sketching out blocking and you said, Mary is so rough. There's always one. <laughs> there is always one. It's so frustrating. And we'll continue to see that pattern. There's always, I hate when I'm with a super talented cast and there's one massively important weak link. Uh-huh. You're ruining it for all of us. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's always one. Um, have you ever been like in a show or not been in a show? Have you ever been watching a show that you were just so sorely disappointed by one of the leads. You're just like a professional show that you're just like absolutely baffled. Yeah. All my sons, uh, Katie Holmes. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> all my sons had a bunch of stars at uh, John Lithgow, Diane Weist, Patrick Wilson, and Katie Holmes. That's the uh-huh. four leads. Three of them were phenomenal. One of the best shows I've seen to this day, despite wow. the fact that Katie Holmes was such a tragedy. Tragedy, you say? She was fucking awful. Like, couldn't act her way out of a plastic bag? And was, like, losing her voice because she didn't know how to use it for stage. It's a place. They weren't mic'd. And uh, it was tough. It was tough yeah, to get through. Okay. When we fast forward in the journal a few years, I eventually served Katie Holmes at my restaurant several times. She became a frequent guest. And um, she was much more pleasant as a patron? Guest, as a patron. Okay. As, as the lead. Great. <laughs> you can hire her to eat in your restaurant any day. Bad tipper, though. But oh, that's really disappointing that she is... A bad tipper. That like is consistently twelve percent. Ew. Yeah. Ugh. Boo. Katie Holmes. Finishing up February twenty fourth. The musical director is only eh. <laughs> and Randy brought us jams and pickles. Exclamation point. <laughs> Randy was this delightfully strange man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. You've been here for two days and he's already bringing you canned goods. He was a uh, like the villain of this show, um, but actually in the show, not in real life. Uh-huh. He was supremely talented like he was very very good and super kind and so weird but like uh just a nice part of that experience um yeah he ended up having us over for dinners and stuff uh, you saying he brought us pickles and jams is like perfectly correct I'm like yep that was randy <laughs> i love that that's a quintessential randy move oh I randy i don't know anyone that i would expect them to show up with jams and pickles these were these homemade goods or things you picked up at the store for you i think they were homemade goods okay that kind sweet uh on the 25th bit by bit more is done need to get off book asap watched rupaul tonight hope dad does well in his job interview tomorrow dun 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 (laughs) uh so my dad lost his job he was without work a couple times um, this one, so I think he has already, um, committed the crimes for which he will later go to prison that we don't know about. And we are told he was laid off, um, when in reality he was fired and arrested. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and so on and off for like a couple of years and my mom was so, so stressed and I like just got, you could feel it really hard from her and from him. Um, cause he, he was not making money and they needed it. Um, I mean, anyone not making money is in a stressful position. And uh, she didn't know he was arrested, right? No, she she also, she no. got the same story you did. Yep. And uh, he's, I remember him just having a really hard time finding work, which I, I guess the point is that like he couldn't take a job that was going to pay less than whatever. But at a certain point we're like, take any job, mm-hmm. take a job. He eventually got one. Um, and we'll get there later. But, uh, this was, 
I forgot about all this. This was, uh, he was jobless a few times in the midst of all, all his legal trouble. And in hindsight, I understand. I'm like, this is why it was so hard. It wasn't sure. because there's no jobs. It's because you are on the run. <laughs> on the run. Whew. Um, all right. The 26th. The 26th. Feel great about running act one. Nearly off book. It's coming together. Could use a beach right about now. Anything Could to say about a that? Beach. It was, I remember it being very cold and very um, rural in this area. There was like nothing to go to. Really? Rural Walk. Connecticut? Yeah, very rural. Sounds shades of vanilla. Um, <laughs> February 27th. Felt good about running the show today. A lot of work under my belt. Morning coffee and hours at kitchen table as usual. Me and the two ladies I was living with, one with a fucking cat. Um, <laughs> Are you not a fan of cats or is it her cat? It's cats. Um, okay. I, mm, there are some oh cats. Oh my God. It sounded like <laughs> it. you were just trying to rub well, one out real quick. There, I was. <laughs> yep. And that's the noise I make. Um, there are some cats I love. My friend Sam's cat, Diddy, I love so much. Um, but generally, I don't like cats because I have so many bad experiences with them. Mostly they stalk me in the night. I hate how like they'll just be standing in my bed staring at me and I'll feel it and wake up and they like and they'll pounce. They're scary. They always get lost. They're always stuck in things. They're always lurking. They just are... <laughs> Our third roommate. So there's me. There's the lady who has the cat, cat lady, uh-huh. and another person who is like the lead alien in this <laughs> in this play. <laughs> oh yes, the lead alien. Total, totally normal thing to say. Um, and she used to whenever the cat like walked by, she'd be like, "Ah, demon!" <laughs> <laughs> Very publicly in front of the lady whose cat it was. It was so funny. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time that a cat fell on my head while I was sleeping from the second story? <laughs> no, but that's the kind of shit they do. <laughs> well, this was actually. Emmett's fault. Emmett, my poor, sweet, late dog. Late dog. (laughs) So formal. Um, So I was staying at my friend Becca's house one time, um, and I was sleeping on her couch uh, in their living room, and they have, like, a lofted living room. So up above, uh, like, you go up the stairs, and there's, like, a a knee wall, and that's where their office is upstairs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had been asleep on the couch. Emmett always slept with me no matter where, including if it was on a couch. So we were crammed. He's this big dog, and we were crammed onto this couch. But he had, like, gotten up and started wandering around early in the morning, and I was still sound asleep. And um, I woke up to one of her cats that had been sitting on that knee wall upstairs in the loft falling from that <gasps> loft directly onto my head. Um, and I woke up and I think I screamed fuck or what the fuck. It was definitely, there was an F bomb in there and the verbiage isn't terribly important. Well, it was important because oh. she has, uh, two little kids. I think only one at the time and her son who was probably six. Um, I heard him go, Cameron, did that hurt? <laughs> and I was like, I'm okay. Sorry. Don't, don't repeat that word. <laughs> um, but luckily he was witness to the crime and I now know why the cat flew off the balcony onto my head. Uh, Emmett had wandered upstairs. He jumped up on the knee wall, uh, and the cat backed up to get away from him, fell oh. off the so, wall onto my head. Emmett's curiosity almost, almost killed, killed the, the cat. cat. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well done. I think my cat problem stems from my Virginia days. Uh, there was two cats I was living with. One was a kitten and one was a cat. And kitten. Kitten. <laughs> These cats were having a competition with my bed. And it was, who is the real owner of the bed? So <laughs> one cat pees in my bed. I was so mad. The owner grabs the cat and like scolded it or whatever. Fine. Hope the owner washed your sheets. I don't remember, but because it was outshined by the next thing was 
Um, the owner's girlfriend also had a cat, the, the kitten. I don't know if the kitten didn't want to be outdone or if the kitten was like monkey see, monkey do. This is where we pee now. <laughs> kitten see, kitten do. Yeah. So kitten peed on my bed. Um, and then not to be outdone, big cat was like, no, 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 no. Not yours. Mine. Big cat pees on it a third time. Yikes. There's not, you can't get the smell of cat piss out. No, it was um really, really stained my cat relationship. Stained. They're just selfish. Yeah. Anyway, I was sitting at the table with cat lady and Alita alien <laughs> drinking coffee and working <laughs> on our scripts. Great. Uh, did you like them as people? Yeah. Uh, lead alien, super cool lady. Um, cat lady was fine. She's, she was one of those people that musical theater was her life and that's mm-hmm. the only life she knew so it was kind of hard to relate that way sure there was not a lot of humanity in here it was mostly just theater yeah she, talk about rent head she's the the world's biggest rent fan <sighs> that's exhausting i'm exhausted just thinking about it and it's hard yeah it's hard to disassociate her from the cat who was troublesome so she was like i mean I no problems with her but i remember her causing a little bit of trouble when we were there <laughs> troublesome um we're just gonna finish out february taco bell and drinks with p <laughs> <laughs> with pee pee i'm gonna call him pee pee all uh, right i'll call him pee pee okay i have a crush on him too bad i won't pursue where are you giving me that look um <laughs> i have a crush on him because he's unavailable oh okay <laughs> he's you a, do like him unavailable i guess i've got a bad track record yeah he's got a boyfriend who i meet and hang out with quite a few times um and we'll see where the storyline goes <laughs> <laughs> mike looks guilty can't wait to <laughs> figure that part out um, uh, there's a reason that i can't use his name i just don't know what it is yet <laughs> uh mike has strong reactions when i read names it's either that's eh, fine or absolutely fucking not <laughs> all right so uh put a pin in pee pee <laughs> we'll find out what happens later um wait i think okay this must be the roommate's cat we were just talking about it says lost rumble the cat <laughs> You lost someone's pet? This does not bode well for someone who's about to pet um, sit at my house. I don't think I lost the cat. I'm pretty sure it was lead alien. <laughs> so that is the name. worst name. Yeah. We can give her a better one. Is nope. Lead alien is that's, she is. That's how we do nicknames here. All right. PP and um, lead alien all in one episode. Lead alien uh, hated the cat more than me. And demon. the door. Yeah. Called it a demon. The, um, front door to the place we were staying it didn't lock very well it was like a and i'm pretty sure she often left it ajar hoping the cat would get out mysteriously mysteriously kept blowing open yeah it, w- it was pretty often the door was accidentally open and lady alien would be like oh how did that happen again did you find your cat <laughs> oh my god that's hurtful we always found the cat okay um and i do mean always this happened a bunch of times <laughs> Oh my god. I could not get rid of this cat. <laughs> oh, Rumble. Okay. Um <laughs> This and more adventures of Rumble the Cat next week on my best friend's journal. Peepy, Rumble the Cat, and the Lead Alien all coming back with you next time Saturday morning. That was my like child Saturday cartoon. Cam looks horrified. I did not know what was happening. It was so surprising. Alright, so we're the end of February. Uh I promise some some tea is going to be spilt shortly well it seems like you are heating up for a man who's taken and you have a bad roommate and like 14 jobs all of a sudden so yeah there's some shit gonna happen yeah we're stirring the pot and here we are okay before we go uh did we get any good listener mail this week mikey (laughs) yes we got some stuff uh first of all someone has 
come to my defense, uh, a knight in shining armor. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I just got a little backup from another East Coaster saying that calm and qualm are perfectly acceptable ways to pronounce those words. He's very late to the game, and he acknowledges that, but he just wanted to make sure he that I knew that I was supported. I appreciate the support, although it's very regional, because I feel like only people from a specific little tiny blip on the East Coast think that that's okay, but sure, God bless. He wasn't the first one to say it, so anyway, thank you to Avi for uh, the support there. Great. Uh, any Hooselbees. And that's the other one. That's <laughs> <laughs> the other one. Uh, a very... Uh, a very helpful listener reached out and told me where that comes from. That's been in my vernacular since probably 2002. It is an old, deep Will and Grace reference. Jack Black is a crazy doctor in an early season of Will and Grace, and he goes, any Hooselbees. <laughs> uh, and it's, uh, it's really funny. It has stuck with me. I say it all the time, and that's where it's from. I can't take credit for it. It's probably a Jack Black improv from an old, old episode of the original Will and Grace. Try and stop me from putting it on a shirt and calling it our own. <laughs> you can't. Anyway, thanks King Rich Jr. for that uh, tidbit. It's a very specific uh, bit of trivia, but it sure is very satisfying to know where it comes from. Ooh. God, what would you do without these people? Well, nothing because they're <laughs> the listeners of this podcast. All right. Is that your way of saying thanks, listeners? We appreciate you coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, exactly. Thank you for listening between the lines there. Thank you, listeners. We love you. If you love us, rate and review us on iTunes. Ooh, look at that transition. Beautiful. And if you want more of My Best Friends Journal, you can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. That's our website where you can uh, get episode info and find our merch store. You can find us on social media at MBFJ Podcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can send us an email at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Sure can. Nailed it. Always nail it. I will say um, a little caveat to our... We always say you can follow us on social media at these at MBFJ Podcast, we basically only work on Instagram. We have yeah. a Twitter and a Facebook. We are incredibly inactive. If you really want to participate in the MBFJ world, Instagram's your best bet, but we will try harder to do better at the other two. And if we don't, they may just disappear someday. <laughs> That's the other option. I just love Instagram. It's my favorite platform. Yeah, it's, it's the only social media language we both speak. Yeah. Okay, people. We're leaving. PP. <laughs> okay, PP. Uh, <laughs> Mike. Until next time, always remember... If anyone knows Jared Anderson with two Ts, <laughs> and he's still single in the Philadelphia area, I'm still interested, and I'm ready to have a reunion at Cookie Confidential. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Bye! Is that specific enough? Yeah, I think you're good. <laughs>